0: Friday night, let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. With Matt and John and Mike and Bill. I almost forgot that other Matt, too. Alright, welcome to the Friday Night Games podcast. I'm John, and with me today is... Matt. And we have a special guest on our podcast today from Portland, Oregon. Tom. So, Tom, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on
0: why did we bring you on our podcast today let's uh tell us a little bit about yourself
1: i teach graphic design and interaction design and game design and drab and dreary portland oregon
0: um i've been
1: a nerd for my entire life uh, sort of like mm-hmm. uh video games instead of girlfriends all through high school and uh you know like that's how all of my friends spent time that's how we all bonded that's what we did and uh it's, I've worked on a lot of different games. I've helped a lot of other people with games over the years. Uh, but I just happen to have a year off right now because I'm on sabbatical. And it seemed like an outstanding opportunity to be able to work on a game that's uh, bigger than just a sort of a hobby project or something that is going to be distributed just nearby. So I'm uh, fully going for it. I, I made a game, it's going on Kickstarter next week, and I, I think. You know, this is this is the one chance I could put full-time effort into something. And I wanted to put something out there, and this is it. That's awesome,
2: awesome. So that game is uh, Supernova Smash, right? Yes, yes, oh, that's yes. right. It's
1: we'll... it's a hybrid card and phone game. So it's kind of using a little bit of technology, which is the topic of today's show, it sounds like. And uh, yeah, uh, but it's more of like a in-person party game, play around the table. Your phones are there just to to drive. Gameplay and uh, not be a, a distraction.
0: That's a good way to put it. I don't think we ever thought about that while we were while we were playing it. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we had we had one we had one one guy that was playing and he was like, I don't understand like why I need my phone in the game. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is definitely for like Gen Xers or whatever. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but he was,
2: but it was funny watching him play though, because he was totally, dist- he was totally like, he couldn't focus on the phone and the cards at the same time. So it's actually like, kind of <laughs> really hilarious. Yeah, and then like we do have like a Gen a Gen Xer, uh, Michaela. She was playing it too, and she's actually pretty good at it. Oh yeah, she was rocking it. <laughs> she was like killing everybody. But
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it seems like people in, like the uh, like eighteen to twenty four <laughs> year range are. are particularly good at this game i'm not sure if it's just their young you know plastic minds or whatever but it does seem like it it really allows for people who are, are comfortable thinking about a lot of different things at the same time to to excel
0: yeah that makes sense yeah i totally agree <laughs> with that because uh we're, we're all of us are in our mid-30s <laughs> And, yeah, and uh, Matt's uh, sister in law, she's like 22 or 23 or something
2: like that. Yep. And she was killing us. She was just destroying Yeah, She's like, oh, this game's easy. And she's like, staring at us. She might as well, She w- she's like, she had the phone in her hand, staring at someone else, not staring at the cards or her phone, staring at like John and just like still beating us. I don't know. Still kicking
1: in with. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to make you feel really stupid than to see someone exceptional at something that feels
0: impossible to you. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Thanks again for sending us your game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's awesome. You know, coming. You know, we're fairly new at doing the board game review and stuff like that, so it's awesome that like people are sending us stuff to to play and, and review and you know. And I when I first opened this bu- this uh, your package it's beautiful. Like your cards are awesome. They're really high quality. Um, the artwork on them is great. And I think that fits your thanks. theme of, uh, you know, traveling through that supernova, like, pretty well. And, and I just, like, I love the colors and how bright everything is. And so, yeah, good work, man.
2: Thanks, thanks. How exactly did you come up with this game? Like, what was the, the whole driver for it? I know you teach game design, so obviously you have, right, right. you know, the video game background in mind. But how did you, like, what, what really inspired you into this game?
1: Uh, I think having gone down just a dozen different paths and hitting a bunch of dead ends throughout my life, it's kind of what brought me here, short answer. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, like, I, for instance, like, I, I did two years of electrical engineering. I, From the time I was a kid, I was, I was programming at age 12. I, I just thought, okay, I'm definitely going to be a programmer. I, I love code. I love thinking about that kind of puzzle mentality of, of writing something and making something, and you could see it right in front of you. Uh but then, after two years of that, I just felt like my, my soul was falling apart. <laughs> uh, it was so exhausting to uh, just think that I would be spending 40 years in a cubicle. Uh, no offense to people who do that. Just, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's, it, I, I just couldn't see myself doing it. It was something where I, uh, I was picturing one thing in my mind, I think, when I got uh, started on that, and then... Uh, The reality kind of struck when I was uh, I I basically was invited to an internship interview one morning and I just decided I think I'd rather play video games with my friends all night and sleep through it. And that was that was kind of what happened. And uh, I switched to graphic design.
2: You uh, you sound like our our buddy uh, mustache Matt. He's uh, he's also electrical engineer. Uh-huh. And he yeah. actually does some days play video games all the way through to the morning. <laughs> but he still goes into work, somehow. Oh, I don't know how he does that. He's yeah. pretty crazy. It,
1: maybe, maybe there's a type. Maybe I'm part of this group. <laughs> but uh, but I switched to graphic design, and then uh, I kind of got a couple years into that and started thinking, uh-oh, is it happening again? Uh, but it, it, like be, right before I was really finding some uh, existential dread there, I took a class on doing, like, Flash and Shockwave stuff, okay. and it seemed like this perfect sweet spot of being able to do some of the creative code stuff, but some of the, the visual interactive stuff. And so, I, like, I, I, tacked real hard into becoming an interaction designer. I thought, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. So, probably the majority of my days are code, and then a handful of you know hours for designing and thinking through some of the other stuff. But, uh, like having the, both of those skills, I think, is what Brought me to the point where I made a game that's a little bit of both. That, uh, as someone who liked games, as someone who liked code, and someone who uh, really enjoys being in the same room as other people, I mean, there's there's some appeal to having a, a human interaction and not just like over your head pieces while you're you know killing someone on Fortnite or something. It's it's a very different experience, and so uh, I I kind of wanted to make this hybrid game for a little while.
2: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I definitely like the you know you know I'm I'm a big gamer myself too. I come from like Smash Brothers and playing like those types of Nintendo games in front of your friends, right? But now mm-hmm. the new the new era is just exactly what you're saying. It's like Fortnite or Overwatch or whatever, and you're just like you're just on a mic. There's no like real interaction. You don't see like the social interaction between each other, and that's actually yeah. why we got back into board games right. uh, five years ago was because we're like, oh, you know what? I miss this. know i'm sick of i'm sick of playing world of warcraft where i look like this you know what i mean like (laughs) Uh i can't (laughs) there's you know what i mean i want to play with someone in front of me and and it makes it more intimate too people do want to come back to that because they want that social interaction so yeah very cool very cool yeah yeah yeah, with our group
0: like like i remember when uh so matt and i we we went to grade school together actually Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we've known each other a million years ago we've known each other for (laughs) quite a long time and uh you know once we we went to different high schools and like grew apart and stuff like that and um after I got married, I had moved to Toronto. In, in Toronto. Moved to Toronto, and then uh, mm-hmm. decided to come back home when uh, when my wife and I had our first uh, kid. You know, I got invited to one of a birthday party uh, from one of our friends, and then we reconnected. And uh, you know, and it was really awesome that they're like, "Oh, we have this game night," and that sounded really awesome. Like to me, board games are fairly new in my mm-hmm. life. Like you know, other than like Monopoly and Scrabble and stuff like that. Cool. But uh, you know, then we got into this, and like, it's so nice to see everybody that I grew up with again and just able to converse and and chat with them every every week is awesome and like you know the and the fact that like you created something that brings people together and you know and uses their phone that they would normally be distracted with (laughs) as part of the gameplay so they're not distracted they're they're distracted by the phone in like a different way but they're they're engaged in the game that's awesome
1: Uh, yeah yeah i think that was a, a big goal for me i i think some of the most bonding experiences i've had with people the thing that will bring me back to these friends that I've known for years. In fact, the the the, uh, the time I was first starting to kind of get the idea for Supernova Smash, I was in a D&D group with some friends I'd been playing games with since fifth grade. I've known them wow. for years and years and years. And it was, again, a million years ago, like you guys. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was so nice to kind of recall all of these nights where we were playing a card game till like 6 a.m. or where we would do a LAN party, or where we'd, uh, you know, just get together and play some Dungeons and & Dragons. And those things kind of bond you. Bond you in a way that I I don't think I've ever felt with video games, even though I love video games. And I, I made a video game, essentially, here with this game, too. But uh, to be able to make something where you are... Um, connecting with people where you're yelling at people where people are are are, are getting feelings based on what other people are doing so seemed uh, like a really important part of this i agree
2: yeah awesome that was really good answers for like everything right there <laughs> nailed it it's like yeah nailed it that's like 10 minutes of content i don't even have to go into anything else now. <laughs> how does your game stand out and uh why should someone buy supernova smash march 17th on kickstarter
1: uh well i i mean to answer that question first because it's the easy one uh it's amazing and it's cheap i think that you you, you can't get a better value for your dollar than to what? buy supernova smash
2: what what's a? what's the how much does it cost
1: it's gonna be costing 19 dollars oh that's cheap oh, that's not bad but yeah yeah you want to get that you want to get that because that price might go up once it hits retail so right uh jump on it strike while the iron's hot uh but uh Joking aside, I think that the the reason why it's been appealing to the people who've played it so far and why I think it's different than the stuff that's out there is that uh, it is a, a very deliberate attempt to try to create a game that is fun and accessible to just about anyone. It's not hard to learn, um, but that has some complexity and requires some thinking and requires uh, a lot of engagement. The app not only is there to just tell you when to go and all that stuff, but it's doing a lot of stuff that uh, would be hard to do without some kind of like brain that's outside of a human. That yeah. you you kind of need you kind of need uh, either to have a complex set of rules to manage all of the randomness, or you'd have to have uh, some really complex timers. And then uh, as far as score management stuff like that, you know, computers are great. At just keeping track of numbers and doing math so not having to do any of that stuff yourself is fun it allows for you uh, i think at least to kind of stay in that game experience to feel like you're having that moment and to not have to step into and out of the magic circle as you're as you're going through the game period
2: i really liked it i thought it was like quick and fast and i noticed that mm-hmm. the games went by really quick which is mm. cool because even if like you have a, a cell phone that's like a million years old, like my cell phone, <laughs> you could still <laughs> jump in with someone else's right and, and easily like mm. join a game, because they're about like five. I think it about five minutes, right? Every mm. every five, like yeah. little yeah. every little round is five ten minutes. The game is like what half an hour I think altogether. But <clears throat> yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun.
0: Like I said earlier, like the visual components, uh, mm, the app mm-hmm. the app's really well done. Um, oh cool, thanks. Like just the visuals of um, you know, just looking like it's going through the supernova and then when it says go and stop and like when you have to shake your phone to destroy the, the was it meteors or something that yeah, you're destroying Yeah, like destroying all there. sorts of challenges, yeah. Yeah, all the different challenges and stuff. Like it's really, like, I, f- I felt like I was in this like emergency state <laughs> while I was playing this <laughs> game and it was so chaotic for me to play and I was having like such an awesome time. Um...
2: I was just going to say, like, watching it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, seeing, yeah. like, especially the one where you had to, like, you had to, like, hold the cell phone up in front of you and you had to, like, move it around. <laughs> Everyone just looks <laughs> so ridiculous. Just, like, moving it around. Like, you guys all look really funny right now. Like, I took a picture, but it didn't It didn't, it didn't do give, it justice. Yeah, it didn't do justice of what mm-hmm. I actually saw in front of me.
1: So. Oh, I, I, it, I, It's funny because I, there is, there's a certain amount of interactivity in the game, but then there's this complete lack of consciousness at some points where you are everyone's picking up their phone and not looking at each other, but anyone standing on the outside is just seeing a group of five or six people looking like complete idiots. I know, I know they're freaking out, and they're doing it faster and faster as time is going by. Oh yeah, It's pretty hilarious. I've watched just as many games as I've played probably at this point, so I've seen a lot of that, a lot of screaming people, like just pointing their faces right into their phone and just screaming as loud as they can.
2: Yeah, it's it, it like yeah, like I said, I couldn't play because my phone was so old, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun to like it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah,
0: I think like the hardest part for me was just trying to treat, keep track of everyone's like numbers to put the cards down on, mm-hmm. and because I like I was really competitive when I was playing this game. And well, just, like, it, hold good. on,
2: can we pu- press pause. You're always competitive. I was competitive, <laughs> but
0: like I was just it, that was like really hard for me. But plus the app. Going on too, which was like well, I was like, oh man, I'm getting worked up here, and it, but, but it was like it was really fun to play. You were sweating,
2: I think. I think I was sweating because <laughs> you're not a Gen Xer like oh, Michaela, who was no. totally you know. Yeah, not she a, was just like yeah, not barely playing play. but winning. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but um, was there any challenges trying to create that game, trying to make the app work with <laughs> the cards? uh
1: eh- everything was a challenge i'd say (laughs) i don't think there was one thing that came easily uh no i I think uh the 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 process was really interesting and i learned a lot that i wasn't expecting to learn having been a part of a lot of different game design uh going through the um, like very early stages all the way through things being finished and launched uh i knew some of what that process looked like but uh, i've never seen a game where People had to look at their phones and their cards at the same time, and I was shocked at how bad people are at that. That uh, if you, if you, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the when it says go, it's bright green. Oh yeah, yep. flashing it, like the the it blinks. Panic panic. Uh, there's no, Yeah, there's nothing else on the screen, but that's because when it was not flashing and it was a slightly lighter shade of green. Uh, People couldn't even see whether something was green or red out of the corner of their eyes because they were just so focused on the cards. That I had to essentially make it so that there was nothing on the screen besides a giant green flashing box or a giant muted red box, and that was it. I what, earlier versions had like all these different like mini weapons that you could launch in the middle of the game, and all this information about whose turn it was and how many all this stuff. Nobody ever looked at it. Nobody <laughs> everyone <laughs> saw it as soon as in fact even before the round started, as soon as this does like the three, two, uh, one thing. People are immediately just thinking about what card they want to play or they're looking at their phones and then they forget about the cards in their hand.
0: They could only do one or the other. This Yeah is... that, that was Mike when he was playing because he couldn't he was having a hard time focusing on the app and <laughs> yeah, the and no the v, yeah. Yeah, and and the cards. So it was really um, funny to watch him and then watch me being all like worked up and then <laughs> Um, uh, mustache like, Matt not knowing what's going, not really knowing what's going on, and uh, Michaela just kicking
2: our asses. Uh, Mike yeah. would have
1: hated the version from a year ago.
2: It's it's also funny too because what Tom's saying reminds me of work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're like you do something and they're like, oh, "What's this button you put there? Get out of here!" <laughs> not enough of you guys I'm going yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah seriously. Yeah. But um, the other the other big thing I think that didn't really anticipate was just how to get people to engage with one another in a game that's already kind of got that weird tension between the phone and the cards Mm. when people are already so focused there how do you get them to interact with each other and how do you make that feel meaningful and personal I mean I want to make it so that when someone slaps down some damage on your pile a zero card that you are pissed and that you want to get back at that person. And that whenever you get to the end of your pile and you see no one else is putting zeros, you feel really good about that. That, <laughs> that, that everything that's happening in the game that everyone else is doing matters to you. And you care and have enough attention to let that sort of get into your brain. Mm-hmm. And so earlier versions of the game were uh, much more isolating. They People took turns differently and they were playing more on their own pile or a single pile in the middle there there was lots of different versions that I was I was trying out and it wasn't until uh, I I've done a couple dozen versions and done a bunch of play tests that I finally came to something that looks a lot like what is now where uh, that you can attack each other that you you can interact with each other and that's when it got to be really fun that's when uh, finally a game that I was worried after spending several months on it was just going nowhere turned into something that seemed like it hey. had some potential and became a game that people <laughs> wanted to play.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: We we're in the kind of the same. We're developing our own game as well mm-hmm. and right. uh, we're in that phase where we feel like it's going nowhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we actually, uh, last, last week, we are just like, okay hey, we're going to change this and add this. So, uh, you know, we, we have like, to physically do it now and see if that, yeah. that's going to do it. We had to so, have kind of an aha moment.
2: Yeah. I think I think it will work, but so. who knows? If not, whatever, I like podcasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good fallback. That's great. No, there but,
1: you. uh, I, well, that, that's, that's one of the most frustrating and kind of wonderful things about design in general, but I think game design even more so. Out of all the projects I teach, I teach one game design project and several kinds the game design project, I think, really challenges my students in a way that feels frustrating, 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 and then so exhilarating that um, the, the process is one where you can't know the outcome. If you knew the outcome, you'd just have a great game right now. Yeah. But right. um, the thing is, is it's, it's really about uh, trying all of these different versions and playtesting and playtesting and, play and tweaking and adjusting. and. At some point, you see something change, and it's just a matter of like flipping enough switches, and all of a sudden, that one thing unlocks everything. And uh, it, it's usually just a matter of time. I've seen it happen with games that I didn't have any hope for, and some of my students made some terrible ideas <laughs> turn into something really cool That's by cool. just you know playing yeah. around with it long enough and being forced to uh, kind of question what some of their assumptions were, and and. Uh, you know flip those switches like i said huh, that's yeah. super cool
0: yeah so when i when i first decided to have a topic about technology and board games i was like what is my first memory of um, having um technology and board games the earliest game i can remember is nightmare i don't know oh, if yeah. that yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you pl- wait hold on have you played it uh, uh tom years ago i mean I, that, uh,
1: do they, does it exist anymore oh, oh
2: we exists. we have a
0: copy we we played it for halloween uh last year we have a a very
2: long <laughs> but pretty funny uh podcast about it yeah, it's yeah. if you were to listen to one i would say that one is probably one of our funniest. okay i've caught
1: some of more recent episodes but okay i might just look for that that's so funny i haven't thought about that in years yeah so oh, that, that
0: was the that was the biggest reason because it's coming from like you know vhs to phone applications and using uh mm-hmm. ai you know um you know, obviously technology goes a long way but just that was my earliest memory was was nightmare and like playing that game as an adult being nostalgic with it it was amazing for me like i you know it was I was having such a good time playing. So, I don't know what's your earliest uh, memory, Tom? I, oh, I, man. Yeah. I, I could go uh, first. I, I, could,
2: I could go first. You could, you could, you, think you, you, please, do, please okay. do. All right, Matt, what's your earliest So, memory? mine, I actually had to like, <clears throat> so once you sent me that, like, oh, Matt, check out this article, I like looked up another article and I found, you guys remember Gargoyles?
1: Oh, the show? I remember yeah, Dargoyles. Of Royals. course I do. Yeah.
2: So there was a you know, remember it was it was casted by mm. like the next generation, basically all the voice actors were next generation and uh, mm-hmm. the board game itself, there's like a board game that was like a T it was like a VHS board game, so you played against the game. Okay. It was very simple. I, I, I don't really remember mm. much about it. It was kinda of like playing like just it was just a movement game and then like things would stop you or move you back. And then similar to Nightmare, you know, the enemy would come on the screen and you'd have oh, to yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah you know play it and i think i might have played it with you john no
0: I, yeah i do remember playing that yeah yeah
2: <laughs> we were young though we were like 7 maybe maybe even younger yeah well it came out in 95 so uh we'd have been uh, 9 Nine, yeah, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i don't remember the name of the game that
1: i uh played when i was a kid i didn't own this it was my you know my my rich friends you know dad bought him this game but it was a game where the gameplay like you would push a button and a, like a little voice in a box would basically tell you like a random message and that was talking about would... this game
0: uh, uh yes. M- mustache matt
2: was talking about yeah, yeah yeah
0: i think i think we know what game it is i don't remember what it's called but keep going sorry for interrupting uh, me.
1: <laughs> yeah well but i i think that that's uh that even though i hadn't really thought about it much until just recently is one of those bits of inspiration mm-hmm. that led me to the supernova smash this the idea that like you can get random stuff from cards, you can get random information and something that randomized from from dice. But it's really immersive and really fun to have something kind of drive a story or drive gameplay where the possibilities are more open ended and yet the system kind of takes care of that for you. You you allow for this like little box to tell you what's going on. <laughs> and then the, then the 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 game can kind of take a, a weird turn or you just, you just feel like you're more in that world in some way. And so I I, I do think there's some some really fun stuff. And even though it's not a board game, You Don't Know Jack is also kind of one of those, like my oh, first memories. Yeah, yeah. I
2: remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, I would have been like 1998, 99 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It,
1: it's like more like a party game than a, than a board game. But it was still one of those things where you uh, kind of had real world in-person interactions. You had a DVD and you had to like press the fast-forward button to, like, get to the different answers and stuff like that. But uh, it was it was a really interesting way of using technology to create games that you could only play it a few times, but each time you played it for those three times, you had no idea what was going to be coming up, and, and it was always kind of fun to play with a new group of people.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember I had the computer version of it, which was cool, because I think they actually oh. randomized everything, and they could have a lot more mm-hmm. than the DVD versions, which was awesome, and, yeah, you know what, I think, like, a lot of... Um, you ever heard of the Jack and the Box games that are kind of coming out? They're yeah, Jackbox. Like... Jackbox. Yeah, there we go. So yeah. it like, it, it kind of like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually know, but I feel like it was inspired a lot by that, right? You know, because uh, they're,
1: was... the, they're the same people who make it. They were. It was oh. the, uh, you don't know Jack people who made Jackbox. Yeah, Box. yeah. Well,
2: there, there we go. Yeah, because I brought that up at work and they told me no, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Sometimes I like. I don't have a good memory, so I just remember bits, but. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: going from vhs dvd um so like where do you think tech uh is going in board games and you know obviously like i know you made a game with an app and technology involved but do you do you feel like it belongs or is it something that would hinder more most gameplays? plays like for me having alexa guide our ticket to ride game or you know one night werewolf is kind of cool but i mean do we need it
1: Right. right. I, I, there's there's definitely ways in which I think technology could get in the way of the experience if you're having to either fiddle with it or if it's just sort of tacked on to what is otherwise a fully functional game. There's something really nice about having a tactile analog or you follow a rule sheet um, where your brain is doing some of the work. That that will never go away, I think. Right. Um, but I, I am also a proponent of whatever tool will make the experience better and so i think that there's definitely a place for anything i I think about um i can't i can't remember any of these games but i remember uh, another one of my uh rich friends when i was a kid had uh this game that uh you basically got these like light guns that were made to look like spaceships and you'd shoot at a vhs video and like it was so over the top and so ridiculous you have um, a lot of uh, sweet, sweet rich friends over here. I wish, <laughs> I, wish I knew them uh, Yeah, up. well, the, I, I say rich friends, and, like, they, they just, were rich they, because they, they their parents could afford a Power Wheels or yeah. something. Like, that's I, I a very different standard of what rich friends were, but um, uh, yeah. like they, they didn't have to get hand-me-down G.I. Joe's. But, uh, anyway, uh, the... <laughs> That's cool. No, the, um, I'd, I'd hand me down the, to G.I. Joe's too. <laughs> That's yeah. all good. It's well, all fun. Well, 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 they've broken in. Yeah, uh,
2: one arm. But, one um, arm and half a leg or something like that. <laughs> they've sorry. seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, keep going. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, well, but, uh, I, I think the fact that technology can do stuff better than humans, and I think that there's certain things that humans don't want to do that is a great place for technology to fit in uh with with my game i i doesn't want it to be the center of attention the the main game is the card game it's the thing that you're doing with other people it's the slapping their hands it's the uh seeing their uh angry faces when you gave them like three zeros in a row or something like that it's it's um the experience that i wanted to foster was in the real world and then the phone is just there to add a little bit of chaos, uh, provide a new kind of randomness that would be hard to do with you know, like a normal timer or dice when you're in the midst of a, like a heated battle, and then to do all the game management stuff so that you don't have to keep a pen and paper handy and make sure you're adding up all of the different people's points and damage and shockwaves all correctly. You just, you just do as little as possible and you focus on the game and it tells you when you win or not.
2: Yeah, so I thought your game was, uh, like, it was, it was very good. Like, the way the tech was used was really, really mm-hmm. good. And, and how that you're, you're kind of, like, you're playing the game, but it's, you're right, it's tracking everything. But it's also taking away from your attention, right? So you always have to stay focused on it. So, you, you know, you have to play the mini game or whatever before you get back into the game and so forth. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. like, one of the problems that other game companies do is they're, like, oh, people need, like like, yours is different because yours is, like, the game. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. we need to have this companion app, or we need to have these things. Like, you know, Ticket to Ride has a companion app. I haven't tried it; it could be right. cool. But like <laughs> other, <laughs> but other companies have like, oh, here's a rule saying which could be helpful, yeah. right? And I think, <laughs> yeah. Like, but if the
1: game was already working, like why yeah. why add this extra thing if if people were already in love with that game to begin with?
2: Right, right, and they're and they're doing it. They're like, oh, I have an Alexa, so I'll program it for an Alexa, and then therefore they have a companion app for the Alexa. But it's all just like a gimmicky. Thing for that and I, I don't see like that's necessary right whereas like you know change of gears you actually developed your game for the smartphone or, or web browser mm-hmm. I guess but you, you developed it for that so it can actually play with that right Right, and, and it's meant for that where these games are like they're not really completely meant for that it's like it's like, a, hey, we gotta do this because it's the new trend <laughs> we gotta yeah, trend yeah. in you know like, yeah. like no you don't have to trend in well, yeah. <laughs> ticket to ride's awesome no matter you know like app or no mm-hmm. app right
0: yeah, like I've seen on uh, you know Kickstarter, there's like a fully uh, big LED screen. You can download the board and play on that. It was like, well, like, there's something about opening up a board game box, unfolding the the, the board. You know, it's like a book, right? Like a, you know, e-readers right, and right. books, right? Like I like I like holding a book and feeling like where I am, blah blah blah. And uh, <clears throat> and I've even seen like uh, recently uh, digital dice. Like, uh, yeah, I've seen
2: that. Too.
1: A like, bunch of apps. There's hundreds of apps just, for that online. Just
2: throw some dice. Yeah, or even just yeah.
0: <laughs> like I don't know. It's just stuff like that. Really, just like it really bothers me. That's like, what do we really need to go there as a, as a, a species? Um, to like have right, technology right. be every part of our our lives, right? And you know, and it's fine. Like you know, your game's awesome with the how the how the. I'm app glad is you keep it. saying that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you're welcome you know I, I don't want to bash technology in in games fully right like your your game it's immersive and it's part of the game but you're still engaged with everyone that you're playing with right and so when I when I hear like technology in games I feel like it's something that's gonna take you out and uh, and stuff like that and your game doesn't do that so that's that's what I like about it
1: right well <laughs> I,
0: I think that that is that's the key
1: differentiator of whether something's gonna be uh, either gimmicky or unnecessary as whether or not it allows you to focus more or less on the technology. The technology should be a solution to a problem. It should be a means to an end. Uh, It can enhance things. It can make the the experience more interesting, but um, even though half of my game is an app, it's still a means to an end. Uh, Those mini games, while they're kind of fun and I built them to be fun and cool looking and stuff, they're also an absolutely necessary break from the cards so every 30 or 40 seconds, you can stop thinking about that for a second, focus on something else, and just let your mind reset because it was such a stressful game before that. <laughs> Five minutes straight <laughs> of playing those cards was exhausting. But uh, you know, it's, it, they, they provide a couple of functions there. And, and then some of these other games with the, the companion apps, I think, um, they can allow for you to maybe focus more on... The, I've seen a couple of good ones, but... I think a lot of them really are just a, a, a way to. If you've never played the game, maybe it can help. But if you if you know the rules, they are essentially just an extra thing. I I I can't help but think that a lot of these game companies are probably going to feel like they lost a lot of money on these apps at some point when you know they got two thousand downloads and then. Uh, 2,000 uninstalls yep. a month later. And
2: then they have to fire their programmer. Uh, case in point, <laughs> Fantasy Flight Games <laughs> removed a lot of their digital content. So, I mean, hey, right. whatever. It happens, right? Yep. I, I,
1: the only thing I want to say is I, some, some people have mentioned that this is a good pre-inebriation game. Yep, and, we've said uh, that. You know what? I was actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? I think that's what I've written <laughs> down
2: was that is there drinking rules. Could you, like, uh, like, winner takes a shot, <laughs> or loser takes a shot? I, I don't know.
1: I have a Google Doc filled with ideas for expansions oh. and upgrades, oh. and I'm, I'm definitely thinking about making a, a drinking game mode that doesn't get you so sloshed in the first five minutes, but still has some, some good rules for uh, mid-game drinking just to add some stress and some fun. But drinking games are great. I I I I know that you guys have talked about them recently, but uh, it's. I think it's I think it's fun when there's a structure to force someone else to drink.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we have uh, I mean, we have like two types of groups with our with our one group, right? There's yeah. a couple of us who love drinking <laughs> mm-hmm. and will like drink. Well, like our our friend Kyle, he <laughs> he was on the <laughs> Cheers podcast. He he's just like his Sunday is like eight drinks later. I'm like watch his Instagram. <laughs> his personal instagram is like one drink two drink three drinks four drinks i'm like that's like an hour kyle what are you doing he doesn't need a game to drink but when he like he, we played like a few drinking games with him because he doesn't really do the podcasting of this all that much he's just re- he's like one of my best friends he he kind of like he played the drinking game and he had so much fun like he could not believe how much fun he was having right so that's like somewhat of a gateway yeah and he loves his cell phone <laughs> Ah, okay. So okay. if you can make a drinking game on the cell phone,
1: yeah. I might have one sale I can count on. Right <laughs> no, you they, probably
2: have a lot more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just
1: well, my my hope and the fact that I'm launching on Saint Patty's Day was not intended, but is now actually. I, I'm I'm hoping that a lot of people drink and then start buying my <laughs> game.
0: There you go. <laughs> I yeah.
2: hope so too. So, actually, that'd be really so, yeah. really fun to see you be really successful. So.
0: Cool. So uh, I don't think we well, actually explained what Supernova Smash was, <laughs> Tom. Oh, I don't. If man. you wanna, if you wanna give a, a couple uh, sentences on what Supernova Smash is and why they should buy it on on, uh, on March seventeenth, or, or okay. back it, I should say, on March seventeenth.
1: Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm hoping it'll be successful. So uh, all those games will be going out. But uh, the game, in a nutshell, the way I've been describing it is kind of like the game, the card game Speed meets red light green light meets Mario Party okay um, it's it's a, a little bit of uh, all of that stuff it's definitely intended to be uh, fun and fast very easy to pick up you can learn it in a couple minutes I have a how to play video that, uh, that's about a minute long so the the rules are essentially uh, get rid of your cards as fast as you can you can play when your phone says go you have to stop when it says stop and you play cards uh, one up or one down from whatever's on top of your pile or your friends' piles, uh, the things get a little bit more complicated when you are remembering that the, the zero card, this dark black card, uh, is damaged. So you want to try to aim your pile away from that so you don't get that damage that, that's like negative points. And you want to really try to screw over your friends by giving them as many of them as possible. And then... Uh, the mini games, as has been mentioned a few times, are called shockwaves. They're essentially when they're like the supernova is setting a shockwave and screwing up your whole ship and system. Uh, you have to very quickly uh, destroy the asteroids that are in your screen by tapping on them or. Uh, if you're having an existential crisis, you have to scream into the void and it's actually using the microphone on the phone. Oh, oh that true.
2: was yeah, funny. Yeah. That was so funny. There, oh.
0: there, no <laughs> one was When we were playing in my game, no one was paying attention to the phone and I'm uh-huh. sitting here going,
2: blah! <laughs> 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 was like, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> uh-huh. From an observer, it was hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: that 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 one I think is my favorite. It yeah. uh, I, the, my my favorite experience of that was playing with uh, a room full of my nieces, and they're all ages like eleven through sixteen. I have never heard such loud, high pitched screaming <laughs> in an enclosed space
2: ever. Oh. Are these kids was, dying? No. <laughs> no. I,
0: I, I've <laughs> seen I've seen Justin Bieber in concert, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, that's kind of the game in a nutshell you you try to get rid of your cards uh, the first person who goes out gets more points you, tell the, you tap the middle of the screen in the app and it'll basically say okay player one's out and then it will let the rest of the people continue on until everyone's done uh, you count up the zeros at the end and that's the only kind of stuff you have to do to manage your scores, you count the zeros that you have in your pile, it will do all the math for you and then you uh, play some more and scream at your friends some more
0: cool well, thanks again for coming on our podcast, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, best of luck on uh, Tuesday. Thanks again for sending us your game. You know, we're, we always back the projects that when people send us the game, so you got a guaranteed backer over here. All right. So. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. And then maybe we'll do, like, a giveaway or something uh, yeah. when, when the copy comes in or something like that. And yeah, that would be sweet for awesome. us. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me know
1: how I can help, and if you have any questions or if anyone of your listeners has any questions, uh, I'm on my computer all the time these days, so <laughs> feel free to reach out to me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> me too. I'm the, I'm the Twitter. I do all the Twitter. So if you tweet, ah. so you could if you send a message to Twitter, it's me. If you send an Instagram message, it's John. So
0: yeah,
1: it's divide and conquer. Yeah, I need to, I need to find myself a mat.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So thanks for tuning into Friday Night Games podcast. Uh, be sure to check out Supernova Smash on Kickstarter on uh march 17th on saint patrick's day and if you are inebriated you know back uh, like the most copies you can
2: yeah like 10 <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: honestly a really fun game and it's a cool party game to play and uh you know we had a lot of fun playing it and it's really fun to watch especially if uh, you sit out it's fun to watch your friends look like uh, idiots while playing the game and screaming <laughs> at it and tapping their phones and yelling at each other so Tom, you created a really fun game. I uh, really appreciate you uh, taking some time and uh, talking with us tonight. So take care. Cool, thank you. And uh, enjoy. Thank you so much, man.